Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Gabe, it's hard to believe that we're sitting down. This is your one-year anniversary today of coming to Heartlight. Mm -hmm. The first few months that you were here were just a little bit rocky. And one of our first interactions that you and I had, (laughs) (laughs) I think you were in a pair of handcuffs because the sheriff had come and arrested you and Mm -hmm. put you outside of one of the cabins. And I mean, that was a mess. But tell me... Tell me what was going on that led up to that. I mean, what was going on before you got to Heart Life? What was going on in your life? Um, so I was kind of like, I don't know, I guess you could say like like model Christian to an extent, like you know, like my parents' view, I guess. Um, probably up until like eighth grade. And then I mean I'll get in trouble at school for like talking and like doing stuff I wasn't supposed to, that would get calls, whatever. I always have something to say about that. Um and then I guess everything started to go, like, downhill from that perspective, probably once I started high school, because I went to a public high school. Um, and we live, like, it's not a bad area, but, like, it's, like, lesser affluence. There's a lot of apartments. There's, like, gang activities, stuff like that. So yeah. I was kind of, like, nervous about that going into ninth grade. Um, but I met some kids who I, like, really got along with and really, like, formed some friendships with. And so I got into stealing um, in ninth grade. I really into that. I kind of started smoking in ninth grade. Um in 10th grade, I tried acid. I really liked that. Um, so I decided that I was going to start selling that because um, I wanted to get it out so that other people could kind of like enjoy it like I did. So the summer after 10th grade, kind of like the summer leading up to me coming here, um, I, I had a, two jobs. I worked at Whataburger and I worked at a movie theater. Um, so I had money coming in. I bought my first sheet of acid. I sold that. Um, it was easy to flip. So I got really into that. Uh, I sold a lot more. Um, me and my friend Julian, my coworker, um, we did a lot of acid together. We stole a lot. Uh, we drank a lot. Um, every day, I mean, we was together pretty much every day because we worked at the same place. So, I mean, while all that was going on, my relationship with my parents had kind of gone downhill probably since, like, 7th, 8th grade. Um, we started, like, arguing a lot. We would yeah, yell yeah. a lot. We would fight. Um, and it was just super negative. Like, we didn't really talk. They didn't listen. They didn't want to hear what I had to say. Um, they would get physical. So, I mean, it wasn't really a place that I liked to be. Um, I would leave the house. They would call the police. It was just, it was just really ugly. I, mean, I hated it. it was From this model Christian kid to to what you're explaining, that's a big difference between the two. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you look back on that now, what do you think about that time? I don't know. I think a large part of it had to do with me kind of like gaining a sense of independence and starting to kind of like think and act for myself. Because, I mean, for a large portion of, like, my early life, um, I was kind of doing what my parents said. 
I mean, like, we would argue and, like, get into disagreements, but for the most part, like, it was just what they wanted. Like, I kind of thought like them. And then probably when I got to around, like, 12, 13, 14, I kind of started to think a little bit different, kind of outside of what they had always told me. Um, I started to think for myself more. And then that kind of just expanded and broadened as wow. time progressed. Wow. Okay, so when they said, hey, you're going to Heartlight. I did was... not want to hear that. <laughs> I got woken up. How it was, was like 3 or 4 in the morning. I thought I was late for school. I like all the lights come on. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I'm late. Like my mom's waking me up. And she's like, yo, you're going to a boarding school. And I was like, what? And then like the next thing I know, like she's gone. I don't see her or my dad. There's two transporters in my room. So that wasn't fun. Um, I hated that. Because, I mean, I, I didn't know what was happening. I don't know yeah, where I was yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of talking to me about it in the car. I didn't want to hear any of that. I was pissed at them. I was pissed at the whole situation. I was yeah. just so angry. Um, so, and then I got here, kind of more of the same thing. So you got here, but how long did it take for that start, for that anger to start subsiding? And at some point, I mean, there was a transition. When was that? Um, I probably stopped being, like, mad at my parents probably in, like, November. So probably after, like, two or three months I was kind of able to, like, almost assume their perspective and kind of be like, okay, like, I mean, like, I get it. Like, the stuff I was doing, like, you didn't like because it was dangerous. Like, no parent would choose that for their kids. So, I mean, like, I can see why y'all wanted to, like, step in and intervene and get me help. Um, I mean, I still wasn't a fan of it. Like, I still didn't, like, choose. I, I didn't. I wouldn't have chosen it for myself. But, I mean, like, I could kind of understand, like, okay, like, they didn't know what to do. Like, they, yeah, they thought yeah. I was in trouble. Yeah. Um, so, I would say I probably stopped getting angry at them probably around, like, November, and then it wasn't until probably, like, maybe, like, April or May that I kind of started to, like, want to, like, kind of go with the program, I guess, and kind of, like, had more of an appreciation for, like, what I felt like I could benefit from. That's nine months later. Yeah, it was a while. Isn't that crazy? For sure. Isn't that crazy? So you kind of fought it for a while. I did, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a point where I kind of stopped fighting it, probably in, like, February or March, and I kind of just decided to kind of sit and kind of like stop kind of like pushing back. But I wouldn't say I was kind of moving forward until like probably April or May. Yeah. So what switched? What made that happen? What brought that about? What? I don't know. I mean, for me, like, I I guess I I couldn't tell you like a defining like one moment. I guess I just kind of realized that like there was no point in me sitting here wasting my time if I can like benefit and take something away from this. Because, I mean, like, my relationship with my parents has been improving since, like, probably, like, November, October, maybe. Um, But, I mean, I felt like I hadn't really improved a great deal. I mean, like, I worked on, like, my communication with them um, and with other people. But, I mean, I wouldn't say I noticed, like, a really, like, drastic improvement on myself until probably, like, May or maybe even June. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think has been the biggest change in your life? The biggest change for me... um, I don't know, probably, like, the way that I kind of, like, see things and the way that I, like, interact with people. Because, I mean, like, before, like, I got a lot, like, people would tell me this a lot, like, oh, like, you're disrespectful, you're rude, whatever. And, like, a lot of the times I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think probably the way that, like, I kind of, like, communicate and interact has probably changed a lot for yeah. sure. Wow. Are you scared about going home? I'm nervous, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't... Part of me is afraid that, like, it's going to go back to how it was. Not in regards to me, but just in the way that, like, my parents handle things. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely... I've only been home once, so I'm nervous about that because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, like, cautious. I don't want to, like, 
get back into how it was before because I hated it. Yeah, not many people are doing acid like you were doing and involved in stuff like that. And so, I mean, it is dangerous. And, and mm-hmm. I go, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But you're going home for break here pretty quick, though, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, yeah. It's going to be kind of, I think that will be a good sign about how you guys get along and hopefully show us some things. Like a that, test, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, I, I think everybody needs that occasionally to help mm-hmm. kind of show what's needed and and what needs to be worked on still. And I think sure. you guys are capable of that. Because I, I think, think we so. ought to be talking now about... When are you going to be going home? When are you right. going to be? It's it's time. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't need to spend the rest of your life in a little boy's home in East Texas. I mean, I agree, it's, yeah. it's time to go home. And so that's what we're going to be working on. Well, thanks for coming in and talking about your life. I mean, it's, I mean, it, to me, it's it's amazing to me the transition that I've seen, even though it's taken longer. It's fun to hear you talk about those things. And even when I hear you talk and other kids and stuff, You've realized a lot of stuff, and I don't know if you really realize how profound that is that you've come to some pretty good conclusions about life that most people don't come to until they're in their later years of college or something. And so um, my prayer for you is that just continues to grow and grow and grow in you and and, uh, see what happens. I appreciate that. Cool. Well, man, thanks. Thanks for coming in and sharing with us, okay? No problem. Moms, dads, and grandparents are all part of a journey that will change the destiny of their families. And that journey can be changed for the better. Mark Gregston has written three books that will help encourage relationships, strengthen marriages, and help all moms, dads, and grandparents out there stay focused on what truly matters. For moms, Prayers for My Teen, a book of prayers and devotionals to help them stay anchored. For fathers, a devotional for dads, a series of devotions to help them protect their marriage and encourage their children. And finally, Grandparenting Today's Teens is a resource for any grandparent who wants to connect to their teen grandchildren in a meaningful way. Moms, Dads, and Grandparents, three books that can help change them all and change the course of their family's future. You can order Prayers for My Teen, a devotional for dads, and Grandparenting Today's Teens by visiting parentingteenresources.org Malcolm, thanks for coming in and talking. I, I, you know, it, there's a little bit of a special relationship that I have with you because it's, it's interesting to me because I held you on my knee when you were like three and four months old mm-hmm. and fed you and and I've known your mother for almost 40 years, which is crazy. So crazy. Isn't that, I mean, it's just wild. Yeah, it's just something a, else. It's just yeah. absolutely wild. And, and uh, but, but tell us a little bit about what's gone on in your life. What, how did you end up coming to Heartlight in the first place? What was going on? Um, so basically, what really prompted me to go to Heartlight in specific is... I was doing really well freshman year. I was about 14. I had a lot of trouble in middle school, uh, depression, anxiety, you know, the normal stuff. I had suicidal ideations at some point, went to a site, came back. Then it had got so bad, I'd fallen so far, or fallen so far, excuse me. And, uh, you know, I I went to this program. It really helped. It was like an intercept program to stop me from doing bad things. I came back, and I was doing pretty well freshman year. I was 14, getting good grades, staying out of fights, staying out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. And then about, I can remember the exact day, January 
January 20th, uh, 2018, about two years ago, my parents just said they're getting a uh, divorce and it kind of just hit me like a truck metaphorically. I had wow. no idea it was coming. You know, wow. I, I didn't predict it, nor did I really think it was actually going to happen even after they told me, you know. So after that, my dad kind of, he left, but he didn't leave. I saw mm -hmm. him less yeah, and yeah, less yeah. months apart. He went trucking. Uh, he's a very good man. He's a very good dad. Yeah, yeah, Always yeah. has been. But, he, you know, he wasn't happy, nor was my mom. And, you know, ever since then, the divorce, I've realized they're, they're happy. So, you know, I always thought if they're happy, I should just be happy. And I had a lot of grief and I, a lot of underlying problems that I just kind of wanted to keep hitting. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It manifested itself in ways that I never thought would. Even like from 14 to 17 now, so much has changed. I've been... I've been through a lot since then and just having my dad be there and then like not be there as much, you know, it's been really hard. I and mean, even my mom could only do so much cause she's a great, she's a great mother. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you know, there's only so much, you know, you can do for your child, you know? So, so, so the divorce didn't cause all this stuff, but it kind of exposed all that stuff. It Is did. that what you're saying? I, so I guess it, it did. I was the on the right track. Bit? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. In a way I say in a right, I was on the right track before my parents divorced and then, after that, I feel like I was thrown off by the divorce and yeah, just yeah. trying to pick up where I left off, even without a father, was just like challenging. Not without a father completely, but yeah. you know, you know. Oh, well, he's out. He's out trucking across right, the country. I right, mean, right, so right. It's a little bit different. True. I mean, I think divorce hits everybody just a little bit different. Yeah. Other things. What else has been going on in your life? Um. Well, before Heartlight, it was really just. Um, junior year, I was getting good grades. I was smoking, but you know, I got. Caught in the bathroom with, you know, drugs. I, you know, I went to, um, like, a program. I, I passed a drug test, whatever. And then ever since then, I just started ditching class. And then the coronavirus wow. came, rolled around. I was in the house so much. And, you know, I've always had challenges with my sister. I got anger issues that I'm trying to deal with. Uh, what do you think you that know, anger comes from? Abandonment and feeling left out from my my uh, sister and my dad, I guess, because they're so similar, and I always wow. wanted to, you know, even my sister, I still look up to her to, to this day, but it's always been challenging just to try and, you know, have a close relationship like we were when we were kids, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It hasn't been the same for a while, and I think the gap is has, it was, uh, like, really wide, but now it's starting to close again just as we're getting older, which I'm thankful for, and hopefully we can rebuild, you know, so... Anger stems from, you know, obviously with anger is underlying emotions, there's sadness, there's, there's you know, et cetera. And like, there's all types of stuff. But, but it seems like that's been going on for a while. I mean, there's yeah, been some sadness and anger sure. in your life for a long time. Mostly just, you know, anger for sure and just abandonment. I Isn't guess that it funny? Comes from, yeah, Isn't that funny? Yeah, for sure. Do you kind of interpret everything? I mean, some people look at a divorce and your parents are happier, but... Right. Did you take it as abandonment? And then I did. The, I took it from my dad's side, you know, abandonment. And then my sister went off to college, and I was just like 15, like, where do I go from here? And I had no idea, and that's why drugs came in, you know, fighting, all this stuff. So you, know. you were really a lot closer to everybody than what it looked like on the outside. Um, I was closer to my mom, but with my dad and sister, I felt kind of left out by them because my sister went to college, and then at that point when I was 15, my dad had left to trucking, and I was just like, I only had my mom, and that's how it's been since like I was like 15. Yeah. So, If you could snap your fingers and have one thing change about your life, just like this, like, okay, I want one thing to change, what would you want to be different? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. Uh, 
<laughs> mm, imagination. Let me think. I'd say most likely just to have a mom and a dad in my life, like, like together for them to still be together. If I could snap, just for them to be together. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes I get emotional even to this day thinking about, like, what, how much better or, like, how much better the outcome would have been if they had stayed together at least till I graduated. You know, even yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just for that little piece. Wow. It just makes me wonder for sure. So when your mom says, hey, we got to do something different, was that a shock? No. I I came here willingly. Just um, going, I need something. I do. I, as, a, as an individual, I think I'm very open to change and I'm not afraid of it. If it well, means that I can be a better person, not only for myself, but to my son, to my, to my mom, my, my dad, my sister. Okay, my, you just mentioned your son. I was going to let you bring it up, but how old your son? He is... He's ten months. No, he's eleven months. Excuse eleven me. months old. He'll be he'll be a year next next month. Yeah, so, isn't that crazy? Coming up, it is. It's been I, a I mean, and I and I think this will change the way that you parent your son. It will it will make I all agree. the difference in the world. And I you know, agree. and then you look at it. You look at the the stuff that's happened in your life. I think that one of the biggest challenges that anybody has is is how to take the stuff that's happened and turn it into something that's good, so that you go okay. Right. Everybody wins out of this, right? Rather than everybody losing. I mean, you're you're probably focusing more on what I've lost, right? But really, you're probably gaining some insights to things that you go, okay, I'm going to do it different. See, yeah, I think everything happens for a reason. You yeah, know, I do believe in God, but there's also things like I like things happen for a reason. I think I had a son for a reason. Like it's really taught me a lot that I couldn't learn. If I hadn't had him, you know, I think he's a, every child is a blessing and, you know, I care for him so much, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just feel like I'm that much more mature and I've, I see things different just because I've, I have a child, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it teaches you a lot, especially as a father, me being 17, you know, I was, I was so scared, like 15 when I found out, I was just like, whoa, like, what do I do? But, you know, my dad always taught me you got to be there for him and, you know. That's cool. I don't want to be another dad that's not there for his child. I want to be there for him yeah, forever yeah, yeah. and always, you know. Yeah. Okay, tell me about the relationship with your mom. Oh, wow. Like, even through the darkest times, she's always been there mm. just because she can relate. She's, she's was from what I've heard, she she's told me she we are a lot, like, we're very similar from, like, when she was a teenager. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's, like, since I was born, like, she's always been there through my darkest times, through the best times, you know. Wow. Wow. She's an amazing woman. She's She makes, you know, I, I try to make her proud. That's why, you know, I mean, I'm doing this for myself, but I'm really doing this for my family. Yeah. So I can make my mom proud. Like, I, I didn't shed a tear when I came here, and I feel bad, but she was just crying. She was like, you should be crying. I'm like, I'm, I'm just not. I'm sorry. Like, but she was crying. She's like, I'm, I'm going to miss you, you know, and. I said, I'm going to miss you too, Mom. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to graduate, and that's why I'm still here, I think. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, your mom has always been spunky and feisty, and <laughs> and she stuck with things. And I yeah. think what she is, she's a good friend to people. And oh, she's, yeah. I mean, she has her values right, and she, I mean, she knows what's right. And, right. and that's how I've known her. I mean, but she's been spunky. I mean, and <laughs> and most people don't know that she lived with us. When she was fourteen years old, yeah. that's how I that's how I met her, and and so there's a part of me that has always, I mean, she has taken things in her life and turned it into something good, and I think that's just the way that generations kind of happen. You learn from 
your what you experience and you take it and you sure. make it better for your kids and everything else. So one day you'll be able to look back at this time and laugh at it, you know, and just Hopefully. go, yeah, That's yeah, I go, man, that was a crazy time, wasn't yeah. it? You know, kind She's, of thing. She was here for, she was at uh, Shelterwood. Shelterwood, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was at Shelterwood for like Shelterwood for like seventeen months. So yeah. hopefully that's not me. Oh, I'd I like know. to graduate in a shorter time than that for sure. But regardless, well, I, I, I guarantee you, you will. I guarantee, no, you. and that, and we'll just prove to your mom that that you're in a lot better spot than she was. And <laughs> yeah, so we'll right, do right, that. Right, right. Hey, thanks for coming in no and problem. sharing, man. No this problem. is great. This is great. It's great to spend some time with for you. Sure. And hey, uh, likewise, I hope we get to spend more time together. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.